Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah, look, there we go. Bobbing his head, ready to rock. Uh, Feeling like a dang hacker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, baby. We got our uh, we got our, our good buddy, friend of the show, old buddy of mine, JT Kelly here with us. Um, we had to walk each other through figuring out how this shit works. Uh, but uh, Welcome, JT. Yeah, welcome, JT. Happy to be here. Happy to yeah, be we, here. Uh, I've never so been on Discord before. <laughs> yeah, there's and a no happy and a happy winter solstice to the both of you. Thanks, man. It's the twenty twenty first. Uh, it's a crisp sixty eight degrees. We don't have much time left. Uh, it's 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 getting it's gonna get nice and crispy here soon, uh, and I'm gonna have to resort to some sort of mat. I don't think I would last too long in a Mad Max style world. I'm too soft. Uh, I watched like a couple of the David Goggins videos on YouTube, and I'm like, dude, I could, I'm tough. And that then, makes me want to work out less. <laughs> yeah, and then I like, I'll go outside, and it's like 83, and I'm like, ugh, this yucky. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm under no delusions or illusions that I would survive some sort of dystopian ty- style, you know, world or whatever the fuck. Why would you wanna? I like enjoying stuff, you know. Yeah, you we talked me. about that before making the world worse and i'm supposed to live in it we we talked about this before jt and i i get we like used to go to like protests together and stuff and then like as we've gotten older we've just realized that dude i want to i want fucking cheese whiz dude (laughs) i I don't i want i don't want any i don't want to do any type of i don't want to die in prison i want to make friends that have boats (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You you were running with a pretty wild click there for a second, and I remember talking to you after you had left the that group. You were like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to fucking listen to like Luke Bryan on a boat on tr- Lake Travis and just get my dick wet, hang out with my you know with my friends, get fucked up. You know, I'm not Eat trying to normal like normal human stuff. You know, yeah, watch no- movies that hey, maybe the CIA did help, right, baby? It's okay. My brain's strong <laughs> enough to handle it now. <laughs> It's like I have no interest in field stripping an AK in the cold. I have no interest in, you know, eating gruel. Like I'm the word me and you are Joey Pants from the Matrix. We're like, I don't wanna know nothing. I don't I don't wanna just put me the back. The guy in. that eats have, the steak and says, I don't yes. care if it's fake steak. I don't care if it's fake love, baby. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. His bald head and his good ideas. I'm a born yeah. follower. I like that guy. I could join his religion. Yeah, I don't I don't see any purpose in risking my life to do anything except just seeing how many fucking cannolis I can eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I even want to ride do you guys think David side. Goggins has ever met another black guy? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, it's just every every time I see him in a video, it's just him. I uh, I think I know I told Thomas about this, but he uh, JT, you think this is funny. He was doing he was on Instagram live and he was doing handstand wall push ups. And uh, and I, I learned through this that I guess his family they do their best, but this lady, I'm assuming it's his wife, comes into the... You can't see her. She's off camera. And he's like, 10. I ain't like an average motherfucker. 11. I keep going even when there's nothing left. And you hear this lady, very desperate in her voice, is like, David, um, it's it's dinner. And he's like, I got 50 more of these. I got 50 more of these, and I ain't coming till it's done. Are y'all with me? And she's like, okay, I'm just letting you know we're all downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's so awesome to have been like a tier one operator and you just you're out of the desert 
You have the things that we're talking about. You have a hamburger. You have cheese, but your brain's still there. Do so you feel jump into combat any second? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People talk about his. Um, like guys will talk about how he broke his ankles doing a marathon he didn't train for, and they talk about it like that's something cool. So where's like thing his kidney? Yeah, his kidneys failed. His ankles both broke. He was like three hundred pounds, and they're like, "That's that's smart. That's called tenacity. That's masculinity at best." And I'm like, "No, that's a guy having a manic episode." Yeah, like that's any the other worst guy. results for a fucking marathon you can imagine. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what's going to happen? I break both my fucking ankles or something? <laughs> that's the worst yeah. thing that could happen outside of, like, you know, that time in Boston in, like, 2011 or whatever. That yeah, is, like, yeah. the probably worst thing, I guess. Yeah. And it's sad to think a guy like that, you know, if he put his energy elsewhere, you know, he could be so good at doing heroin. <laughs> if he just had kept his mind, you know, straight and narrow. Stuck to the standard veteran philosophy, he would have been so good at just, just, just stumbling around. But instead, he had to ruin it with push-ups. Uh, he's just inspiring dudes that work at Home Depot to hit new PRs in the gym. And yeah, putting, oh, I listen to Goggins when I go there. Why, dude? What, what's what's <laughs> the risk, man? What's because was, what was that guy? Was he in the army or something? David Goggins was he like an army. He man? was like a Navy SEAL, I think. Yeah, he was like a. But then he, he got I, that. Yeah, well, no, Doesn't yes. Sound like he, seal behavior to me, dude. <laughs> I think he was a seal, and he came out and got big. Or I don't know. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't know. I do know. I told Thomas this. My buddy from high school goggled himself into trying to join the SEALs for real. Like, he watched so many videos that he joined the Navy at 28 years old, like 150 pounds overweight. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, last I got an update on him, uh, he he was just playing League of Legends and playing PS4 and smoking weed and drinking alcohol every day, and then watched a bunch of Goggins videos and was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna join the fucking Team Six at 28 years old." Um, all that happened was he does the exact same stuff that he did at home, but just on a boat in the middle of nowhere. Now it didn't work. Like he tried to join Buds or whatever the training course is, and they were like, "Dude, guys come here and they can run like." You know, a five-minute mile. I can bench press. He thought they would pounds. be impressed by his story. They're gonna be like, "Oh, yeah. shit, you're pulling yourself up by your bootstraps? That is seal behavior." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That type of tenacity <laughs> is the type of thing that got what we did in Kuwait done, buddy. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Goggins, he's like the most intense Best Buy employee of all time. Yeah, like, like the... he would do so well in that environment. You know, just like, can I help you? Love it. The car audio is is over here. The you know the, what I mean? the really intense like AT and T guys who wear the Schmedium work shirts. They're like all biceps. <laughs> they're always like like ha- like half Mexican. Um, they have the the like the Hitler Youth like European sex trafficker haircut. They're always trying to get you to buy the fucking like the Otter Box case. They got a flashy belt on. Like, you want me to see that belt, don't you, buddy? <laughs> That's the coolest thing they've ever uh. been able to do. You put that belt on, you said, this is going to get some eyes on it today. (laughs) After I hawk a few new iPhones, they're going to be talking about this belt when they walk out of here, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like the fucking... um, Just a guy who leases a BMW M Series for like $1,600 a month. Like he... His his car payment is like somebody's rent. And he... He's one of the guys... I'm not... 
I'm not on the up and up, and I don't agree with like opening the sexual marketplace for incels and desperately horny AT and T guys. But those guys do need to get pussy sooner. They're going to do something bad. <laughs> like they, like the types of guys, like their whole life, everything about them. They, they have the Golds membership. They have the BMW that costs them eighteen hundred a month. They have the veneers. They went to Turkey for the hair thing, and they make thirteen an hour at AT and T. And if they don't get their dick sucked soon, they're going to become the toy box killer. Like they're they're so close to something profoundly evil happening with them. Dude, those guys are so much happier than most of us because half those fools turn 35, join a Christian church, find a single mom that quit doing drugs like 11 years ago. They're living out 15, 20 miles outside of Austin, going to some mega church on Sundays with a group of friends that like meets up with them three or four times a week. They give yeah. free fucking daycare for those kids. And he goes to his Verizon job and he's like, you know what? This being a soldier out here on the lines at Verizon, <laughs> hocking more one-year plans than any other fucking Pablo on the streets right now <laughs> this is what me where i'm at i'm working for my family those guys rule Did you, you grew up religious didn't you jt oh super super like the scary type of crit you seen that movie jesus camp uh i think i've heard of it it's that dude like i was homeschooled by fundamentalists and stuff i was thomas was too for a little bit yeah yeah uh, do you remember were you, were you church of christ me yeah yeah no i was like uh evangelical you know what i mean like non-denominational uh, okay. charismatic even i dated a church of christ girl though so Those, dude, that, they're Romeo nuts. And Juliet. <laughs> yeah the uh oh my god i was trying to remember you i remember you talking about it like during you had a bit about it or whatever but you you and thomas have very similar upbringings thomas's dad i think was like a was he was like a preacher mm -hmm. so but both of you guys had the very like the um like the homeschooled experience i remember thomas a while back was telling me the first time he pissed in a public school that he was just standing like where you say like five feet from the partition your buddy yeah i just i thought because i didn't want it to splash on me so i just stand like almost back to the wall and i didn't think about the fact that everybody could nobody else is doing that so i, I made a friend and he was like hey every time you go pee everybody sees your penis <laughs> just a heads up so that was it. yeah that was a rude awakening i remember i knew kids who like, like I, I had friends from homeschooling um, who would still, if they used a public urinal, would pull their pants down to their ankles and just ass cheeks out. Like, <laughs> 12 years old, ass cheeks out at Walmart. Oh, yeah. We've been in similar trenches. I've seen that from people at church around that age. Like, 10 or 11, too, to where it's like, yeah, bro, you're too old yeah. to not know. Yeah, you better. got the, 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 the lands in striped polo. Just barely going down to the top of the ass crack, and then just just white white corn fed ass just <laughs> out at Walmart, you know. Oh yeah. Um. They don't, they don't make it hard. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the fucking um, the having the moment in youth group where. Uh, like the first time that you realize that you you're not gonna make it. Like I've talked to Thomas before, but we used to have this. It was called Disciple Now, I think. And uh, and this guy who was in his early early to mid thirties, he would take us. We would all have to meet him in his apartment. We were all like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, that was and a good idea. Uh, for sure, for sure, we could have met anywhere. But he, um, you, when you turn like eleven or twelve at the church I went to, it was like a family owned church. 
you went from like you uh, kit like Sunday school to like gendered youth camp, and the guys got the like, you know this you know the standard issue discussions. I don't know what the gr- I'm assuming the girls were like, you're gonna be a broodmare for a dental assistant. He's gonna come on you once a year for ten years, and that's your life. You have nothing. You shouldn't want for anything outside of that. But anyway, we will go to this disciple now thing, and we all got a copy of like. The, I don't know if you had one, JT, or but, like, we got a copy of, like, Bible for Teens. It was, like, in, like, a cool, like, yeah. badass font. It was almost like Bible your parents used. This one's yeah. on fucking skateboard. King oh, yeah. James can suck my dick. Yeah. We got a brand new <laughs> slang Bible. Yeah, it was, like, it was in the, like, Crusher font from MS Paint. That's, like, the, like the cool graffiti blocks. And it was, yeah, Bible for fucking teenage boys. And the, Philist- the Philistines wept, for Jesus was on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> and he would, like, we would do our fucking, you know, he would do, like, a little private sermon, I guess, in his living room. And we would all sit in a semicircle around him. And, it, you know, we'd read Ephesians or whatever the fuck. And then he would be like, okay, the main topic of what I want to talk to you young fellas about. Uh, and it's uncomfortable, but it's something we got to discuss. All of y'all are at the age now where, you know, the girls and youth group are starting to look a little different to you. And maybe you go home and maybe you uh, masturbate your penis to them. <laughs> yeah, he was describing it, something that happened right before you guys got to his Right. He was, just, he, he, was, he was not wrong, but, like, at the time... <laughs> He was not wrong. He was on the money, 100%. Because, and here's what fucks me You're up like, now. Did the Holy Spirit tell him that? Like, yeah, Holy shit, <laughs> right, I'm right. So yeah. convicted right now? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, dude, did you read my mind? But it's like, how the fuck did you know I'm doing that? You would have to also be doing that, A. Yeah. Like, for sure, he's like, you know, jail, you know, jail bait, r slash. You know, he's going on all the fuck, and he knows what to search. Sick fuck. Yeah. But anyway, he... Um, he would give us this speech of like, you know, it's better for you to to not masturbate and it's better for you to have premarital sex than to jet than to masturbate because it's it's the it's like it's better for your seed to fall into the belly of a whore than on the ground. I don't some old testament thing or whatever. That rules. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. I'm on board with this fool. <laughs> See that I wish right? Like me heard that. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I didn't we didn't get it was just like, you know, so like at the time I was like this is super normal or whatever. Like this is what you're. This is what happens to every child. And then I like. How we know we're. I wasn't. We're involved in these conversations. Yeah, we're having man talk, and I was never homeschooled, but I like. I got out of the like youth group insular kind of thing, and I was talking to some, some like I guess when I like started to not believe in God or whatever around you know, like eighth or ninth, seventh or eighth grade. I was like, yeah, you know how at your church, like, they, they take you into a, uh, some guy's apartment, some old guy, and he tells you not to masturbate. He tells you not to jack off. And they're like, nope. <laughs> no, I never, uh-uh. You did that? And I'm like, dude, I did that for, like, a year, yeah. And I would I've go to his so house. so many camps specifically designed to get me not to masturbate or, or be horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they fucking, the ones that almost got, that always got me were, like, they would, like, they wouldn't let you eat, and then they would r- run you around in the woods, like in Trinity, Texas, like by Lake Trinity. And then when you were tired and sleep deprived and hungry at like midnight, they would play worship music, and they'd be like, "That feeling you're feeling right now, that's the Holy Spirit." And you're like, "Oh, I thought it was like my blood sugar was low." <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, I, I thought everything was going to end, and that I was so alone that maybe I was never going to feel happy. This is crazy. <laughs> crazy, you have a solution for me right in this moment. <laughs> Good yeah. news. 
this is the good news. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is sick. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. So is that guy still molesting kids, or did he get caught? <laughs> uh, he. It's funny. He left the church under um, internal circumstances. Was the, he went I think, to go molest yeah. other kids in a different church? I, yeah. Goes, hey, I, I do I this apartment it... ministry for like twelve-year-olds with brown hair. I like twelve-year-olds with brown hair. Young men, they can come over, and that's my ministry. Churches. Go. Apartment <laughs> ministry is a that is like a sinister. Hey, I'm a, I'm an apartment minister. <laughs> that could sound something like that you'd make up. Yeah, Thomas is doing the face. Yeah, they call me like uh, I'm not. I don't really belong to a church. I'm more of like a, an apartment youth ministry. I'm kind of like a non-denominational, like Rapist. all ages type player. <laughs> like I've been called a. I basically like. I remember uh, we were so cool at the church we went to when I was in high school. We just called it D now. Said uh, disciple now, and my my parents hosted D now for a little bit, um, and it was funny because all these high school boys came to my parents' house, and uh, they didn't have anything to entertain. Like we didn't have like a pool table or anything, <laughs> so it was and it was out in the country. So it was just a bunch of fucking dudes just at the house. We had horrible internet, and there was no Xbox. There was a Wii from like 2005. <laughs> there was a redneck zipline that my dad had built in the backyard that would make you go like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> it just went fucking straight downhill. And whenever my dad first built it, so first off, it was like a 15 or so foot tower, probably maybe maybe 12. You'd go on the zipline, went downhill through the woods, and when he first built it, there was no stopping mechanism. Nice. So you would just slam into a tree. And then he put a system of tires <laughs> where you would hit one tire and then that tire would hit another and it would stop you. Your dad built a Taliban training <laughs> compound yeah. in his backyard. <laughs> yeah, but we would just go on that all day and then and then um then yeah, there was just a bunch of like sixteen year old dudes going down a zip line all day learning about Jesus. Um Damn, I remember that. that. It sounds that like your dad had like a like a militia training camp. Like, not yeah, unlike the Sunni, <laughs> your dad was training fucking, like, uh, Christian guerrillas, like white Sharia, basically. Yeah. You're yeah. Having just a bunch of guys named Derringer just out there <laughs> learning about... Hip tosses and fucking the New yeah. Testament, you know, down in the monkey bars. A bunch of future Pat Tillmans out there making it happen. That's so awesome. I love when they the invoke his... Mar- leads America back to Christ. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I think we're heading towards white Sharia. I I I feel like it's, you know, like I feel like it's happening. Uh, My favorite people are the people that are like, ah, I'm gonna avoid it by moving to Europe, and it's like, yeah, things are going good there, buddy. <laughs> Europe. Yeah, yeah, just get go there, get get away from all the racism, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the like the Italian prime minister and like the uh, German there. I I was I watched somebody who's smarter than me had written some like article about how like the the far right wing party in Germany, like SDF or whatever, ADF, they're having a, they won like a huge percentage of seats and they're like about to take over the country. And I was thinking to myself, like, look, I, I have no way of preventing anything from happening. But I feel like as the, as a world people, if there's a party that doesn't get to have anything like to the right of like Hillary Clinton, it's Germany. Like you don't. I'm not saying there's any realistic way to stop right-wing parties from coming and existing, 
But if there's a country where we all should have came together and said, no, you guys, you don't get to have a conservative party. Like other countries, well, fine, whatever. They, but they're, you know, they're just trying to like turn women into fucking, yeah, like easy bake ovens for kids. You guys don't get to have like a Christian party. You just don't get to have one. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, if you think like- that's if, if you think the Holocaust is bad in Florida, they're burning books. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh man, I was gonna use those books to try to make my kids gay too. Yeah. <laughs> I was really gonna. Free, I, I was, <laughs> That's gotta what? be more symbolic than. No, nah, I kind of made that up, but. Um, <laughs> I like some news articles like that, or it's like, yeah. oh, you know what's happening in Texas. They're crucifying. They're crucifying uh, a trans woman on the on the on the states of the capital. And then you click the article, and it's like that didn't, that didn't happen at all. I'll believe it. I'll believe anything. I They're see. making a new baby book, and it's got the holes in it to reveal stuff. But the whole book's made out of velvet, and it's all the shapes are for a baby penis to go through for a baby to fuck the book. And the, it's called Baby's First. The book is called Baby's First Fuck. And it's it shows the baby how to it shows the baby how to get back shots. It has two dimple holes to like a Latina's back just for your baby to fuck the hell out of this book in its crib. And I don't agree with that. And I feel like we should find out where this book is available. We need to find all these books and fucking send them to my house. I don't care. Honey, I'm gonna need because I'll take care of them. I'll show you a baby's first fuck. I'll get. Baby's first fire is what I'll show it. (laughs) I will destroy every single one of those. Personally. (laughs) It's funny to imagine, like, uh, like, all of the, uh, I don't know, like, you kind of, we all know a little bit about history. Like, the extremist groups of yesteryear looked sick, dude. They were cool looking. Like, I'm not saying that the Nazis were good, but Hugo Boss made them damn suits. They fucking, you know, like, they look slick. It's not they knew how to I'm brand. Not, they knew how to brand. On, it's like, damn, get something consistent, guys. You guys got, what? like, a cowboy, a pirate. You guys got, like, some fucking Viking shaman. Get something 300 get something Spartan cohesive. elf. Yeah. Nazis this, aren't cool board. anymore because they, they killed all the gay guys. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's you make a very good point because they had, like, they had a couple guys in the in the fucking SS that were like, you know, they floating around making noise, but they, but they were the guys who made the fucking outfits look sick. Now, yeah, yeah, everybody's you're not allowed to be gay in these conservative circles. I mean, I guess they have Dave Rubin, and they have Milo, but I think Milo went to the, the conversion camp. Isn't Which, George by the way, Santos what? A right winger. I honestly, yeah. the only thing I know about George Santos is, like, the clips I see online of him just lying, which I didn't like. It's hard not to like this guy, you know? Right, yeah. I, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to dislike him, but he... he if would, he had any sort of power, you know, maybe yeah. I would hate him, but it's sort of like, uh, you know... I, it's hard to take him at face value for, with anything he says. He's clearly, clearly a guy who would like attention. Right, you know what yeah. I mean. I see a lot, which of I respect as a as a fellow guy who likes attention. You know? Yeah, I also lie for fun. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. lie for fun whenever I or to try to get something that I want. Mm-hmm. So, D- didn't you tell a jail that you were deaf or something blind? Oh yeah, dude. I fucking when I go, I was getting I got caught shoplifting at HEB, and I thought pretending to be deaf would like get me out of it. And I did the voice and everything. Like the second 
the AGB security guard came up to me. I was like, thinking he'd be like, oh no, it's a deaf guy trying to steal some food. Because, like, I don't know, I, like, just realized what the, like, trolley example was when I was, like, 20, and, like, my sense of morals was, like, this guy's going to let the deaf guy steal food. And AGB was, like, absolutely not. And then they called the cops, and I never gave up. The cops were, like, are you really deaf? And I was, like, and I gave them a fake name, and they took me to jail. Pretended to be deaf the entire time in jail, got my own cell in there. Wait, 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 wait. You really breezed through that. So you're in jail. And you stuck with the deaf thing, and they gave you your own cell. Yeah. Be- well, so like at, when when I first when the cops first got there, I was like, they're like, oh, we're gonna give this guy a ticket. And so I was like, whew. But I'd given the HEB security officers a fake name, and so they were like, oh, he's failing to ID and he's stealing. Searched me, and they found a weapon on me, an extendable baton. So they were like, oh. let's arrest him for armed robbery and try to scare me and like into speaking. And I went in and I cried. They all knew I wasn't deaf. I was just fucking sobbing, pretending to be deaf. But then the cops took me to jail, and the jail cops had no idea I was faking because the, the arrest cops didn't actually see those fools. So the jail cops just you know bought in, treated me deaf. And trust me, dude, if you go to jail, either pretend to be deaf or a pedophile, you get your own room. Like, Well, you... I think I would probably choose yeah. the former. <laughs> yeah, me too, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Although deaf pedophile cancels out, y- yeah, because yeah. you can't hear people saying, "Hey, that that girl isn't 18. Yeah, you don't know. I, I think it's, she. You say she. That sounded like a grown woman to you. Cause <laughs> it sounds her, the same. Her, her lips w- moved much like a 40 year old woman's would. I've seen them lift smack before, and that's maturity right there. Can I, you be a blind pedophile? I guess you can't. You can be a. a any type of pedophile. Hey man, I, guess. I live in a world where blind people can do anything. Okay. <laughs> anything. I think it's they just want. a guy, <laughs> a guy just like with a, with a seeing eye cane, just like trying to get around like a <laughs> a playground, but he just keeps bumping into the fence and then coming back and forth, <laughs> feeling you, around uh, in the mulch. He's yeah, he's great. He's like jitter, a tiny little girl. You have to tell me. I can tell from the sound of your voice. Talk to me. Help a, a blind man this morning. He abducted my daughter, and then he he drove into my mailbox. Have <laughs> <laughs> you it's seen the a blind guy asking you to help him count dollars, but he's asking you to make sure this girl's less than twelve? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that that Ray Charles scene in the movie when he's like grabbing the girl's wrist to make sure she's not fat. It's just a guy like grabbing the ankle of like a ten year old, <laughs> just making sure that it's like thin. <laughs> it's like uh, oh this is oh, oh this is a grown ass woman's ankle. I want nothing to do with it. Um, I, I I found out the other day that Israel, if you're a pedophile, you can go to Israel and they'll let you stay there. They'll give you like asylum, but you have to oh, be yeah. Jewish. You like have to be like uh, like it's the same thing as birthright. But um, a bunch of like guys who get like charged with. Like, In fact, it's the exact same thing as birth. <laughs> you can believe it. Fuck. No, like fucking. No, like they'll fucking um. So like, if a guy will get charged with fucking like like yeah like like CP or something. And before he can get got, uh, he'll get on a plane and land in Tel Aviv, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm like a, I'm a pipe hit member of the fucking tribe." And they have like a community where they all live out there, where they're like ex, they're like expat pedophiles from like various countries, but a lot of them are from the states. Which again, here's the thing, I don't, I know it's a sensitive topic, 
right? The war and everything. But it seems like bad optics to be like, yeah, we've got a pedophile safe haven. It's like home base and tag. <laughs> if you if you fucking if you diddle a kid, but you're so happen to be Jewish, you just you got to make it to Tel Aviv. You just got to get across the border, get in that airplane, baby, and you're good to go. Like it doesn't seem like a responsible way to handle your peer. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Palestinian pedophile, where do you even? You don't. I mean, you really got to get got to get the heck out of Dodge. You know what I mean? I don't respect the so. fact that they're pedophiles, but I definitely respect the fact that that hustle. Right? You got to respect that grind, dude. They're going worldwide, dude. Yeah, you wow. just got the That's worst the news of your life. Your life is over, and you're like, I'm gonna go steal a house. Yeah. I, think I, can, I think I can get away with that. <laughs> I'm gonna go take someone's fucking life and make it mine. Yeah, yeah. The, that video of the really fat fucking uh, settler guy who's like, who he's doing, he's got the voice and everything. It's like rights itself, where he was like, yeah. Well, oy, if they take, if they don't, if I don't take it, somebody else is going to. And I was like, God, you guys gotta hide people like this because there yeah. are guys who. Hate you. They're the right wing crazy psycho guys who like they watch this and they go, Yep. <laughs> I fucking I knew it. <laughs> All the like ripped half Arab Israeli guys are like, that should have been me. I would have said something fucking beautiful in my fucking Hebrew lay. I would have said something right. beautiful. It it's never beautiful. those guys. It's never the I would have yeah, looked the- at the camera and been like, many times the deserts don't bloom. Until the right rain falls, and that sounds gorgeous in Hebrew. And he'd take off his ripped shirt and have like an eight pack or something. Yeah, Drink yeah. From no. the skull of a Palestinian <laughs> child into the camera, just yeah, like an, crush that scene it, for the boys. Like an, yeah, instead it's always just like twenty-year-old Harvey Weinstein. Yes, I'm like, come on, dude, this is not <laughs> proper representation. It, it doesn't help your case if you ever had one. But like, I'm trying to do you a favor. You just only the IDF super soldier guys. You can't. Like the IDF baddies, only have them and the go gay into ones. The, the super hot gay IDF guys. Yes, those guys, the, yeah. yes. You can't have the fucking balding like Moisha. I I didn't want to take it, but they said I could have it. It's like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that uh, if you guys could kick out the people from one country and move there, where would you do it? Ooh, I would probably do. I would probably do China because it's big as fuck. I think I would go Greece. <laughs> Imagine if everybody in China had to move. Oh, yeah, a billion. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, it's just like a quarter of the people in the world. It's, they're like, it's pretty much what Biden wants. <laughs> if you have China, bring them all here. Yeah. They have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They're. I heard they're. Stowing Chinese people on boats like in Ocean's Eleven because they can fit into crates so easily. They're so aerodynamic. Cargo shipment. That's why. That's why the curb the the curb weight for Hyundai's is rated as so high. It's because they ship them over. <laughs> is Hyundai a Chinese car? <laughs> no, it's it's Korean, I think. But that don't change a damn thing. God damn it! Uh, I I think. The uh, the average like like my mom thinks that like every ch- I don't I'm are your parents are like pretty conservative right JT Oh oh yeah they're like Reagan era conservatives you know? Oh okay. they both yeah. voted for Trump but they think that he's just a disrespectful guy they go he's just disrespectful That's awesome dude that's so I don't hear that anymore Your parents are like old school conservatives I oh, feel yeah. like they only there's only one type for the most part Like my mom is like 
dude, when my when the fucking when the war kicked off, my mom was like, "They're gonna let all of these people in through the Mexican border." I was telling Thomas about this. They're gonna let all these Palestinians into the Mexican border, and they're gonna start uh, burning down all of the places around here. And like, dude, we're from like I a fucking that. a suburb of Houston, so like, there's there's like not even a Jamba Juice. It's like Applebee's, you know, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. There's like a there's like a lot of H and R blocks. Like, there's nothing culturally, even if it were the case. There's you know what them Palestinians do? They're gonna come over here and start cultivating the land for thousands of years <laughs> and. and, and <laughs> Miraculously transforming it into a, a fertile landscape. <laughs> they will take a desert and turn it into the the, the, the heartland of the entire planet. A, a lot of people, they go, oh, why is Palestinian, why is Palestine losing right now? It's because all their elite soldiers are out in Mexico sneaking mm-hmm. into the U.S. right now to plan the attack on different suburbs, malls, Jamba Juices, the things that Westerners hold dear. So yeah. that's what's going on over there. People are like, oh, this looks like a, a genocide. No. They they have their B team on the line right now. Their A team, they're focusing on their real enemy, our freedoms. Mm-hmm. And the problem with Israel is their top soldiers are currently in the United States making some of the coolest fusion restaurants of all time. They're making ED, <laughs> they're making EDM and, like, yeah, like Deep House. <laughs> They're over here just just having a good time. They're studying the ways of the party kids. Yeah. I'd pro- my parents, it's interesting, JT, because my parents are also like kind of, uh, I guess, an interesting type of conservative in that, like, I think my dad, I want to say my dad probably voted for Trump in 2016, but like didn't like him. He just disliked Hillary more. And then in 2020, he really wanted Mike Bloomberg to win. That's so awesome. <laughs> Wasn't Mike Bloomberg a Democrat? Yeah, he's not a he's not a party guy. Nice. He's just like a right of center, but not far right at all. He just My he dad really liked Mike. He Bloomberg. would vote for like Hank Hill. He's like Hank Hill, basically, where there's like no, you can't pin him down. He thinks Reagan was cool. He thinks. George Bush was okay. He didn't like Obama, but didn't like people being racist to him. He thought John McCain was an honorable man. He called Ted Cruz sharp as a tack. I love that, dude. You've told me that so many times, but I love referring to that guy as sharp as a tack. My dad was watching like the... Mitt Romney, I'd be like, yeah, that's yeah, Mitt Romney, sharp as a tack. Say about Ted Cruz, is like, what, are you retarded? (laughs) Ted Cruz went to like Harvard Law. Yeah, he which went, is crazy. He's like an Ivy League guy. Yeah, but I remember my dad like in the 2012 election watching the Republican debates and like sitting there like with his leg crossed over in the recliner and like rubbing his chin like he was about to decide who was going to be like he he personally was really weighing all his <laughs> options. Hmm. You know what? I don't think Kasich has what it takes. Take him out of the debate. <laughs> Your dad. My dad was like, if you don't vote, you don't get to complain. And I was like, why? He goes, well, that's just what they say. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I I, you guys are making me jealous because, like, I think my mom is become like, my mom watches the fucking, like, the, like, registered nurse TikTok. Like, the, like the Christian ma- magic TikTok. I don't know. You know, like, the end of, like, eschatological end of days, like, shit. And, uh, and her... 
worldview is like mostly centered around like people who have schizophrenia that open up their phone. My mom doesn't have schizophrenia, but my mom listens to those people. <laughs> and 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 then she'll she'll dude. The other day we were uh, sitting down having dinner, and she goes, "Did you hear they pass a law in California?" They pass this law in California that says that you can abort a baby up to 90 days after it's been born. Yeah. Gavin Newsom Unless you it. make it trans, then <laughs> it's automatically the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, me and my fiance are sitting across from my mom. I go, Mom, they didn't pass an infanticide bill in California. Like, they, like, what do you mean up to nine? Like, it's a car? Like, you have a 30-day, like, just, you know, like a, like a handshake agreement. Like, hey, if you don't want this thing, you can drive it around town. But if you decide you don't want it, you can shoot it in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, it goes up a size in diapers, and you're like, eh, it's time. I gotta, I gotta abort this thing." It starts like it starts talking, and you're, in it, but it's not cool. It's like a, it starts playing with like model trains. It doesn't like football, and you're like, "Ah, <laughs> shit! I got me one of them book reading ones." I gotta Better look next time. Take it back to the factory. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I like the idea. They'll that use it to make mix. They use it. They use it for good things. They'll use it to make vaccines. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, like horse glue. <laughs> yeah, she was. I I told her I was like, Google it right now. It'll say it's fake. And she was like, You can't believe everything you see. And I was like, Like, dude, I'm more willing to believe they will let you kill babies in California. Okay, <laughs> just let what? me have that. <laughs> we we just did a show in Chicago, and I was like trying to express. They did that law there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's happening everywhere. I was uh, my like we did a show in L.A. a show in Chicago, and my mom like she um she thinks that California is just on like everywhere, like top to bottom, just from Baja to like Humboldt County is just a war zone, and then they have no money. Everyone's starving there, and I was like, Mom, like they have one of the strongest economies like in the world. Like, it's not – I'm not saying I like Gavin Newsom or that I'm a, I like the Democratic Party. I'm saying if you believe that they're raping each other in the street there, it, <laughs> there's not there's no evidence to support that. And she's like, I don't I don't know. I just watched this video. I'm pretty sure they just show on Fox News, like, at like uh, World War Z and shit. I don't know. Like, it, it, there's just no way that they should just be able to get – Just footage from a Hotel Rwanda plane. <laughs> But they've like, turned up right the, after the Super Bowl. They turned up the contrast so everyone's white. <laughs> like on the, on the YouTube footage, now, they just saturate. I would watch. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> uh, oh fuck. Yeah, I remember we used to when we went to that one fucking. What was that one protest that you and me went? Me, we ended up there together, and uh, this was like 2015, and. Uh, Back when they, we were really going to make a change, yeah. Yeah, back when you and me were really on our way to becoming, uh, I guess what you'd call, like, I don't know. We were going to be the, the Soviet, like, the commissars of wheat production, I guess. <laughs> we were going we uh, were, uh, we to rebuild communism uh, in, in, in Texas. and uh, Yeah, uh, this is where the revolution will start. <laughs> right here in the parking garage of this fucking uh, Whole Foods. Anyway... There was a that there was like the White Lives Matter guys that were there, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Tom was like, "I remember seeing you, hey bro, that's great, hey, hey. small world, L- long time ago." <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, when you just hear it as a sentence, it's hard to disagree with. Simple okay? misunderstanding. I, I really did. <laughs> I didn't know they were Nazis. I just think, hey, I matter, dude. I like being alive. Yeah. I figured. That's the thing. I thought they meant. They thought they meant that my last name, and I thought that, that's very personal. <laughs> I appreciate it. And as it turned out, it was a much broader thing going on. Yeah. If White Pride was about like enjoying Taylor Swift and Maroon Five, I'd be like, uh, yeah. I'm. That's what I'm. I'm super proud of that stuff. That's my jam. It transformed movies tons of pride in that shit dude yeah I'm like, you're wait like, it's something else <laughs> like, hold on a second you're like look i came here i'm not trying to seek heil i just really like songs about jane <laughs> I fuck, sunday morning rain is falling y'all don't like that <laughs> y'all don't fuck with that shit i fucking love disturbed i love breaking benjamin i love fucking halo hey we got our new white pride meeting this afternoon remember it's just after one o'clock <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> y'all take care now. The old, uh, like the old church biddies that are like, like whenever I, you watch old World War Two footage and you see like the like the the lady Nazis that are like you know like sewing stuff, it sucks that guys that ladies like my grandma probably that's just who that like just doing church gossip but just making like SS uniforms. <laughs> Damn. Probably, you know, probably absolutely would have fallen into that category. That yeah, Himmler fella is a little, he's like, a tall drink of water. Yeah. The autistic guy that was like, they, they let me run the trains every single day these days. <laughs> he's like, this is the best job I've ever had. He's like, the trains run more than ever. Every day I run them. This <laughs> autistic guy has no clue what's going on. The war actually really good for me, honestly. I really enjoyed the time. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The fucking, um, what was I saying? Oh, the, like having, like, it, like having now you have like IBM and Volkswagen and fucking Mercedes Benz and like, these are things, you know, like Volkswagen, Mercedes Benz more so like that's BMW, like those are classy things. Again, like I, I feel like you don't, I know Operation Paperclip, all that stuff. We took all the, any, if we didn't hang them, we were like, you're super good at math. We'll look past all of the of the. We'll look past the science to kill a whole two group of guys. If you can just make us a bomb, that's <laughs> super big. But having the cars and shit to this day is kind of it's goofy. Like cars for the dentists. Nazi cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should they should have to change the names to things about the Holocaust so people remember. Like instead of instead of Mercedes, it should just say Hitler. <laughs> And then people, it's a, it's not only a status symbol, but a stark reminder of the Holocaust. Yeah, it's like you go to get a BMW M series, like one of the competition series, and they're like, like, oh, I'm just here to pick up like a, you know, here to check out the M series, and they're like, oh, we renamed them. They're the, it's the Treblinka now. <laughs> it's the yeah. Treblinka burger now. Make you put a, a VR on to see all stacks of shoes. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> Before you buy, they have, they have to guilt you. They're like, look, we'll sell you this German sports car, but we have to go through our Holocaust VR experience first. Did you guys go to the Holocaust Museum? Did you ever go yeah, to one? Yeah, I remember they put, like, the the star on me, and I yes. got, like, a number, and I was, for that day, a member of the tribe. And then at the end, they were like, oh, by the way, you were gassed. And then they had to sit in, like, a little <laughs> gas chamber. It was just, whoa. And my mom was crying. I was, like, 11 years old. They uh, did 
They did not do that to me. Wait, so hold on. So you went. Yeah, I I, I went to a much different one. Yeah, what the fuck, JT? So yeah, so the one I went to that we showed it was a homeschool event. It was like it was very clearly I was part of like a weird like messianic Christian type evangelical movement stuff where we did all like the Jewish holidays and stuff. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot. You guys know Jews for Christ. You guys know that. Yeah, yeah. Organization. It's just like you know, essentially like a lobbyist organization, but they do a lot of weird shit. And one of them is like a like I guess like an immersive Holocaust experience where like we you showed up, you had to put on a star, and you were given like a card, and they're like, "This is who you are. This mm-hmm. is where you were born." And then this is the whole time you're going through the thing, and it's like, "Oh, and at this point in the story, you would have been here living in this ghetto." And then at the end, you're sitting on these tables, and they're like, "Oh," and then the lights turn on. And the, the reveal is, hey, just like they were tricked, you're tricked. This would have been the gas chamber you died in. My mom was fucking <laughs> weeping. That was brutal. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm, I'm, well, it made me stronger, just, you know. It's just, it's yeah. so, it's so funny to be like, a, to be a kid and to be like, I'm gonna go learn something today. I'm my mom's taking me to the museum. Fuck. And then like you. You go through an escape room that's just Auschwitz, <laughs> like yeah. one of those Austin escape rooms where you have to like find a puzzle to get out of jail or whatever the fuck. But they just—that's so badass. They did they Instead do of the... doing a Sudoku? You have to try to plan an escape with like an, a captured communist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like you and like two Bolshevik guys <laughs> trying to figure out. Like you're like 12 years old trying to learn Yiddish. Just to figure out a way out of the fucking. You're in the back of a Dollar General, like all the floodlights are on and shit. They used to do. Uh, I just. I was just talking to Thomas about this the other day, but they used to do reenactments of the crucifixion at my church. I don't know if they did that for you guys too, but of course you got to uh, see it to believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they. They, uh, they and they would do it like like they would do several. I talked to somebody uh, on the internet who's Catholic because I was like, "Did you guys did you guys do this?" And they're like, "Yeah, they called it Stations of the Cross," but it was different for us. It was just the crucifixion, and so they would do like. Where it would start, if you guys remember your Bible history, the ki- there would be a king, and the king would be like, "We must kill all the newborn males," and the king would be like, "My mom's friend Scott," and he would do this, and he would have a long beard and like a long brown wig and a king's crown, and he's like, and then there would be a narrator that's like, "King Herod, and you know, four B.C. made the decree to uh, kill all of the." male babies uh in and around you know jerusalem or wherever the fuck and then we you know we don't know a bunch about the birth up to like 30 so it would fast forward and jesus is like you know the money changer scene like it fast forwards and then whoever got to be jesus by the way that year was the coolest he was a cock of the walk dude like if you got picked to be christ it was usually he the had sk- his pick of the high school girl, the group. Okay? Yes, exactly. He got, he, yeah, he yeah. got first dibs on the yeah. coolest girls in youth group. Yes, the, yes. And uh, anyway, like I won't go through the whole thing, but the funniest part for me was we lived in a predominantly like uh, like Southern Baptist area, but also there was like a like half the community was Hispanic. It was in Pasadena, Texas. It's like overwhelmingly Hispanic or whatever. So we had like a mixed congregation a little bit. Like a lot of people were white, but there was also like a, a Spanish speaking. Uh, they did a Spanish sermon or whatever the fuck. So sometimes they would mix them up. And uh, Pontius Pilate one year was my dad's friend, Umberto, who was like a five foot two, like 300 pound Mexican guy <laughs> who is like goes up there and he's like, I sentence you today. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am governor uh, Pontius Pilate. 
I and it's like I again to similar to your experience like I looked around and expected people would be crying laughing but like everybody that I knew was like like just falling the fuck apart and I'm like oh I one of those moments you have when you're younger where you're like oh I'm not gonna last (laughs) I want to I want to laugh so bad right you you can't make a Mexican guy punch his pilot you can't you need to I mean I guess you can your time has come (laughs) Prepare for death. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, w- I, I was just sitting in a bag, and they told me to put on a sash, and they told me to tell that Jesus, he's got to go. He's Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over for you, buddy. Adios. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, that shit was... you done, buddy. <laughs> Jesus, what happened? <laughs> what happened, buddy? Why are you here? What happened? They say it's over. I can't do nothing. Jesus, they tell me. I can't do nothing. They tell me you're going to have to go to heaven to be with your papa. I don't know why they would ask me to do this. Uh, why they would ask the eight-year-old boy to play Ponchi's Pilot. Uh, but I guess they ran out of guys. So anyway, Jesus, bye-bye. <laughs> the fucking, uh, oh, yeah, no, my favorite part. Man, I fucking beat this story to death on this show. I don't give a fuck. My show. The cross every year they just they never took the Home Depot stickers off, so they would hoist up the guy, and they wouldn't nail the, the which pissed me off because they did every you know I I didn't expect them to actually nail the guy to the cross but they would tie him to it and they'd lift him up, and you could still see the like the Home Depot like bar scanner on the fucking two by eight or whatever the fuck, which I'm like all right I guess you guys aren't interested in fucking realism anymore. Yeah, all they wanted was that guy suspended from that cross. They don't care what else happened. The big they reveal. Have that picture in their head. They go, I can't wait to get that fucker on the cross. <laughs> I knew this guy named Jordan, and his mom like was like actually mentally retarded. Like he was just like a guy that went to our church, but his mom was like a retarded woman. And one time I went over to her house, and she was watching the scene from. Um, like uh, Passion of the Christ, where he's getting like beat up and cursed and just crying and rewinding and watching it <laughs> over and over again. And then she had called us in and had us watch it with her for a minute. And I was like, "Yes, Miss Jennifer, it's scary, it's sad." And I was like, "This is your mom. I can't just be like, shut up, fuck you. Don't right. just keep doing this. Something wrong with your brain, girl." But <laughs> that's like, let's go to your room. I'll watch you play Tony Hawk. That's uh, it's funny to to be so inve- like to uh, to watch a reenactment of you know. Like the son of God's death, and be like, "This is as close as I'm going to get to that." You know what I mean? Like, the, like that means. I know that I'm watching a movie by Mel Gibson, but there's something in my soul that tells me that I need to, you know, watch you this man, over and over again. You killed over. my God. I just find a new God. All mm-hmm. right. If you kill, if you like, hey, I put your God on a cross and killed it. I bet. Yeah, I don't worship someone bitch made. I'm not going to fucking follow that loser anymore. <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, up until. The sister right above me, age-wise. That was how my dad celebrated everybody turning 18, was you would get to watch Passion of the Christ alone with him. <laughs> wow, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, now that you were old enough to see an R-rated movie. <laughs> that He wanted that to be your first R-rated movie was Passion of the Christ with Dad. Very I'm, Christian. Uh, just in pure happens. silence. Yeah. Uh, you did that with the first one, and then you're like, oh, this would be, like, special. Because you told the first one, no, you can't see it till you're 18, and then you kind of go like, oh, this is, like, a special thing in my family. Or they turn 18, and they have this beautiful special moment where they can watch our God die on the screen with me in silence. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that shit. I, uh... It's crazy, like, America is so good at killing gods. Like, when you think about how many, like, fucking gods we destroyed. Like, when we took Hawaii and we dropped, like, a nuke in their volcano. And they were like, that's our... Go-. Or, like, Mount Rushmore, even. When they're like, that's our... Or when Japan was like, oh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna surrender. And we said we wouldn't let them surrender unless they admitted their emperor wasn't god. And they were like, we're not gonna do that. And so we dropped a nuke on them. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we, it, we killed their god. And it's like, dude, we're the greatest god killers of all time, dude. We take your deity and just rip them right from the heavens, right? in front of you dude that's wild it's it's i've been listening to uh or like we even killed our own paul walker yeah (laughs) we fucking he came here to save us the uh (laughs) the the idea yeah of like just how many cultures you can grind to dust and just fuck like obviously you know everybody has like a you know a fucking high school understanding of u.s history or whatever but uh to yeah, to destroy and kill so many traditions and gods and goddesses or whatever and be like, hey, listen, if you step on if you don't if you say American Sniper was bad, I'm going to get out of my truck and I'm going to shoot you like uh, I had a guy threaten to beat the shit out of me in front of a movie theater when I was in college Um I, we were we were gonna go see a movie. I forget what we were gonna go see. Uh, oh, it was one of the fucking. We had all gotten drunk as shit. We were gonna go watch the new Captain America movie, and American Sniper was out. And I'm sitting in front of the movie theater, and uh, I'm just talking about how like this is like I was like, oh, this. I saw the poster and was like, oh, this is a fucking like propaganda movie. It's like Zero Dark Thirty. This is just fucking porn for you know fucking retards. And this guy's like walking out with his wife, big fat old guy, and uh, he's like, what did you say? And I was like, oh, this is a movie for, like, I was just talking shit about the movie, man. I don't fucking, I don't, you know, I don't want any fucking problems, dude. Just keep fucking walking or whatever. And he's like, I just came out of seeing that movie. Did you go to war? And I was like, no, I didn't go to war, man. I don't give a fuck about this. Dude, just fucking leave me alone. Like, I've just, he's like, hey, He's all listen. hyped up from the movie. Dude, I know. He's that's what I was about to say. from the yeah. movie, yeah. He was like, he walks out of it and he's like, you need to go in there and you need to watch that. And you need to watch your fucking mouth, too. And I was like. Dude, I don't understand like Ameri- uh like the type of American patriotism is so awesome because it's not we know that it's not real. You know that it's um, also it's like common knowledge that Chris Kyle lied about all that shit. Like his book is just straight horseshit. Like guys that served with him were like, "No, he didn't uh, kill 80." I like the the fucking governor that sued him after and then he died and he kept suing him. He's like, "No, I'm still suing his estate." That guy was it Jesse Ventura? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, Jesse the Body Ventura, the governor of uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Guy rules. I don't know anything about his politics. I just saw a he's a, talking about suing Chris he, Kyle. <laughs> he's a libertarian CIA is everything guy. So he's one of the like the CIA is bad guys, but like from the libertarian side. So like, you know, your sort of standard issue. Like he went on this big rant cool on. Uncle, yeah, cool uncle energy for sure. Yeah, he went on a big rant about how uh, Barack Obama was CIA. On this yes, podcast, yes, I, I, I was I like, that. "That rules." Yeah, I was like, "He was like, his mom worked at the YMCA, uh, that was a front for uh, a Christian organization that was a CIA front." And I was like, yeah. "Dude, getting CTE from getting choke slammed for twenty years <laughs> and being like, yeah, it's CIA, everything. That's so kick ass. That's a life that I could only hope for, because I'm already there." Yeah. <laughs> Nothing sets a liberal on fire more than just being like, "Yeah, look, Obama, CIA." Yeah, CIA. And then, no, not Obama. Yeah, baby, all of them. Every single Biden, <laughs> CIA puppet, baby. We got a little robot yeah. pulled up his butt, made his brain all crazy. 
Yeah, Obama was gay, but wait, and he only fucked white guys. <laughs> How about that? The, <gasps> the fucking, <gasps> like, I remember getting... Oh, bottom, okay? Oh, bottom. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't... Um, and he, he didn't douche, so his bussy was always fucking stu- stupid. Stinky and stuff. gross, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> he was ran through. Dude, saying, like, I, I remember getting in an argument... I was somebody in college because I like I bought the idea or I didn't care the whole conservative thing that like Barack Obama was bisexual and like smoked cocaine. I was like, dude, if he did awesome. And it was just like girl I had classes with. It was like he did not. That is like straight out of a Fox News lie. And I was like, listen to me my whole life from what I remember. Presidents have been boring and they sucked. You mean to tell me that there's some evidence like some hearsay, some conjecture that the first kind of black president sucked dick, did cocaine, and smoked crack, and you want to say that didn't happen? Of course I want that to have happened. Even if I you don't... just start reading, like, I want a fag president. <laughs> like, I want a president that works for minimum wage. I want a president that smoked crack in Chicago one time and felt gay afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I want, he had one of those gay, like, drug experiences where he's not gay normally, but just smoked too much crack and was like, yeah, I guess I'll suck a dick. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, hey, dude, you get horny enough on that fucking liquid cocaine, baby. Dude, yeah. uh, you, you like to... Sm- you, you know, who smokes crack here? You guys smoke crack? <laughs> Not in seven, six, five, six years. Five, six years, probably. Probably five, six years. I remember when I first started dating my now wife, I was, like, not smoking crack, but I smoked crack a couple times when we first started dating. And she was, like, I remember I went out with her downtown one night, and I saw this homeless guy, and I was, like, yo, fuck you. And he's, like, screaming fuck you back and forth. We were, like, screaming at each other from across the blocks. And she's, like, yo, is that the homeless guy that you, that you like, smoked crack with, like, a month ago, and you said it was the last time smoking? And I was, like, no, that's a different guy <laughs> three months before. I was like, I got multiple beefs down here with people I've smoked crack with, and that guy's way worse than the guy you're thinking of right now, right? God, I got a lot of pots boiling down here as far as the crack situation out by the arch. You know, the guys outside the arch that they sell crack to, they just fill their mouth with their baggies, and they spit it into their hand. One time I went out there blackout drunk to buy some crack off this dude, and I like, hey, I got 40 bucks on some crack, and he put one little crack, little, like, nuggy, wrapped in plastic into his hand and gave it to me and I was like this is bullshit this is what 20 costs give me twice this and he, his eyes went crazy and immediately like, dropped more and gave me more and I was like damn he is not used to people haggling he's <laughs> used to people coming up and just getting screwed over by this crack dealer when I'm just trying to do honest business I felt great I felt like I was the king negotiator in that situation <laughs> you fucking you're like I, I'm finally getting it all together you know yeah. I'm getting my money's worth of crack and before I know it, you know, I'm going to be getting more than my money's worth of crack, you know. I love the, budgeting, bitch. I love the idea of you, like, both of us. I like to, I like to think that happened, like, right after you and me just crushed it like a two-minute mic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because we, when we were, like, when we first met each other, I was probably, like, 19 or 20. And I was just, like, I, I, I was the guy. Uh, JT and I used to do fucking open mics together, like, I don't know, pretty frequently there for a while. And. And I would, like, bring, like, a, a gram of cocaine to an open mic and do it in the bathroom and be like, dude, I'm the, I'm making it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm making This make- is what they do in New York, I bet. Yeah, exa- I was like, dude, I'm, like, 
Sam Kinison, Chris Farley. The only difference between me and them is that I don't have a career, but I will have one. Yeah. But me and them, More you know, stage time, and they'll be saying my name right next to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I used to fucking we would. There was this uh, theater called the New Movement, uh, which is I think it's called the Fallout now or something. Mm-hmm. I was probably like nineteen or twenty, and I used to roll through with like big groups of people because we would all go to these open mics. And I would do stand up, and then we it was would go like to- hot indie girls too. To be honest, like you, you would roll up with like five or six like hot indie girls, and you'd just be like, "Oh shit, these are like art film type chicks just coming into the new movie, the open mics." You know, I want to make it clear they were hanging out with me because I sold cocaine. I was not, like, like, like I, I saw Thomas's face kind of like like kind of do because that's not the ver- that's not the version of me that Thomas is coming though, <laughs> where I just have seven or eight like fucking hot ass women follow me around <laughs> they, that is not it was true in so far as like they were friends of my friends but what was primarily true is is that they knew that if they sat through the open mic and watched me get drunk for and do six minutes that eventually i would get very generous with all the baggies of 20s in my pocket and then i would just start they were getting, investing in your career yes they were buying at the penny stock and seeing and waiting two hours till i blacked out at soco lounge Dividends, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But they, uh, uh, yeah. What What was the night that you you tell this story that I don't remember? Where I, like I drove past you guys and I said something in that fucking Crown Victoria. Oh, one of my favorite memories. It was that. So this was definitely at the New Movement, and a few of my friends from work all came out, and they were also doing cocaine that night, and they were doing cocaine, and then you came out and you said, "Hey, you guys need cocaine," and they said, "We we have a little bit." And you said, yeah, sorry, this stuff costs, costs just boingzo bucksos. <laughs> and we all laughed so hard, and you immediately walked away, got in your car, and drove. And it looked like your car was falling apart as it was driving. It was. Like, all the parts looked like they were shaking individually. You rolled down your window and, like, slapped the side and then pointed at all this and was like, see y'all later. And we kind of cheered. We loved it. We were like, this is the coolest. I can't even pretend like we didn't love it. Everyone was like, yeah. You rolled by, and you were like, you're driving pretty, pretty toasty. It was oh, like one dude. of those things where it was like, eh, bro, this isn't oh, that no, cool this was like, story. <laughs> it was like, well, it's going to end it really sadly. <laughs> I, I think I, I think before I, if I'm remembering correctly now, before I circle back around on 7th, I think I went the wrong way down Red River. I think I went the wrong way down San Jacinto at first. Cause I, I think just you did because it's a one way street, yes. right? You took a left and then immediately did the. Dude, I yeah. guarantee you, I was just listening to like fucking, I don't know, like steal. I was just like had a head full of cocaine. I did my four minutes. I was about to go get drunk and fucking make a whopping eighty dollars <laughs> selling what little cocaine I had left, and uh, and just being like, dude, in those moments when you're like you're young, like you early twenties, like not not twenty one, like nineteen twenty years old, and you're like, dude. I'm going to get on SNL soon. It's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being 19 years old and about to go, and I was, I think, the first time I, like, headlined a show. I was in Sacramento, California, or at Fair Oaks, Folsom, California, at a brewery, and me, and I don't want to say his name, me and my bro were sitting in the car smoking heroin out in front of the show, and we get to the point where the car feels like a sauna because we're so high and it's getting so warm we're both fat dudes just sweating like crazy and it's been silent for like 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. just like burning down some foilies and he looks over at me and he goes dude we're gonna crush tonight <laughs> and i was like hey, yeah for sure just stumbled in there fucking man and I, I did honestly i did all right man brewery show in Folsom. they're just happy to have you and i it was that feeling where it's like 
yeah, dude, here I come, Hollywood. Like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> Pull yeah. out the red carpet, dude. Your boy's gonna take the scene. They're gonna call me the fucking Goy Seinfeld. <laughs> there was, like, so many fucking... There was so many... Like, that was when Yusuf was hosting the new movement. I miss Yusuf so much. It sucks because he was, like, my best friend in comedy, but he's definitely guilty of everything that he was accused of. <laughs> like, dude, super guilty. I wish it was, like, a gray area thing where I could be like, no, dude, that's not the full story. But then you hear the story and it's like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I remember, like, somebody, uh, I, I went and did a mic after I, I was living in Houston when all that shit dropped. But when I moved back to San Marcos, I was like, fuck it, I'll swing by, I'll do a mic or whatever. And uh, uh, this shit was still pretty fresh on, like, the local scenes mine or whatever. This was, like, 2000. It's, like, right before COVID. And uh, uh, they're all talking about it. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, that, I just, you know, like, I, you know, whatever. And somebody was like, Jake, weren't you guys, like, friends? And I was like, oh, you know, um, I gave him a ride. <laughs> You're like, I was like, I had one of those moments where I was like, Dude, 10 years ago, like, me and Yusuf would, like, drink beer together at open mics, and he'd put me up and, like, whatever. Like, I gave him a ride home a couple times. But that, to me, that was, like, so long ago. That was, like, seven years Dude, ago at that. I and met Yusuf because we were sitting on the bus, and we booked at each other, and we were both so clearly high on heroin <laughs> that we started talking, and we are like, you do comedy? I do comedy. That's crazy. We met through heroin, bonded through comedy. <laughs> Yusuf, yeah. Oh, man, one time Yusuf and I were on this festival in Boise, Idaho, right? And there is um, this uh, owner of a club there that's like, you guys should come out with my friends. I can introduce you to a girl and you guys would like her. And so we're like, okay. So we go out, we meet with this girl, and she's like way into me. She's in love with me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally going to have sex tonight. So I go back to this girl's house. I have sex with her. Couldn't believe it. Totally because of comedy. The next day I show up, and this girl had just gotten a divorce uh, with a comedian that was local to Boise. And that's why the owner was kind of setting this up, was to be like, hey, I'm going to bring in these out-of-town comics just to fuck your ex-wife like a week after you guys break up, right? So we show up at the tenth fives or tenths because this guy had seen us out with this girl, but the dude just assumed that it was Yusuf who fucked her, and so he hated Yusuf and was talking shit about him the whole time, and he was like, they seriously are like, I'm the only black guy in Boise, and they think I'm coming here cucking their men. And I was like, dude, thank you for taking the fall for me. You're a soldier of God, dude. I love that we're doing this. What's crazy is he booked Yusuf and I on a show right after the festival before we got there, and I, you know, fucked his wife, or his ex-wife. <laughs> And so this guy ended up driving me two hours outside of Boise, and then she drove out too and came to the show, and he went up to her and he's like, why are you here? And she was like, oh, I'm going to hang out with JT tonight. And he was like, you're going to fuck that loser in the hotel room that I'm paying for for him? And I was like, wow, dude, Yusuf, you like, if it weren't for Yusuf taking the fall for me, I wouldn't have been able to do that show. I wouldn't have been able to get on that hotel. And I was like, Yusuf, I owe you one, man. Except, you know, obviously, I think we're even now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, the transgressions are plenty at this point. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I still hang out with him. <laughs> he's in the islands. I heard he was in China. No, my bro that still talks to him said that he was in China for a bit. I swear to God. Yeah, I, like, I know that he went to, like, where the place he was from, like, St. Lucia or something. Like, I think he yeah, was St. Thomas Islands. Yeah, and then he, yeah. But, dude, going to China after you get canceled, a lot of guys get into steroids or, like, jujitsu or they get in shape, but you just, like, just moving to fucking Zhenzhen province. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck I it. I will take the east. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those, uh, the fucking, um, I feel like, like, me and you got a taste of the fucking mic scene before, like, Rogan, like, 
before like the city kind right? yeah like i just i don't i don't i'm not trying to fucking like get all teary-eyed about it or, or like stuck up but it was um like when, dude when i when i first moved here you'll think this is funny when i first moved to austin i was 18 years old i just uh it was like august i turned 18 in march and like i was like big city you know like blah 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 blah, blah. it's like i want to start doing stand-up i've always wanted to do stand-up at the time the biggest people in the city were cat barbadoro jake flores and mullen and mullen yeah, had just absolutely. moved and so and barbadoro was like moving to new york and flores was still there and i remember like being like i want to be just like him <laughs> like i like he got free chicken strips at fucking the velveta room and like two free blue moon and i was like dude i can't wait till i'm 30 <laughs> and i get free chicken strips and i get blue moons and like all the all of like the cool veteran guys that like kind of that i met that were like all right here's here's ropes you don't want to have sex with this, this girl has fucking herpes you don't want to fuck around with her this uh this guy is cool he runs this club but he will try to jack you off like just <laughs> like i'm getting you know the rundown or whatever and that was like right before me and you met so i like I, but i was like oh like I would go and try to catch people's shows that I thought were, like, taking off and going to make it. And, like, all those guys now, not all of them. Some of them, like, some of them I'm still friends with insofar as, like, we're friends on the computer, like, through the internet. But, dude, some of them are just in jail. A lot of them are dead. And then some of them just ended up being, like, huge pieces of shit. Like, not even a kind of a piece of shit. Not kind of like, oh, that guy, he, uh, he got too drunk one night and, like, you know, yelled at his wife or whatever. Or, you know, oh, I think they're having a heart. No, like under the J you know what I mean like <laughs> just like real oh, yeah. real losers my favorite type of comedy person is the dude that did open mics for like six months to two years and then stopped because his job got hard or he got a good job and now has like a wife and a kid and I still follow him on Facebook or Instagram or something and he's just posting like oh hey you know my Microsoft job's going good my wife just got her teacher position I have a fucking 11 year old now and I'm like dude that rule you dodged him fucking doing this dude <laughs> You'd... I used to when people used to tell me I want to do comedy. I used to be like, "Don't do it. Don't do comedy. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. It'll ruin you, dude." And then now, when people ask, I say, "Oh yeah, it's free, easy, and fun." I tell everyone to do it just because I'm sick of trying to warn people. I used to be like the like an oracle for young men, saying like, "No, you're gonna just be mentally ill, do drugs with other mentally ill psycho people that think they're gonna be famous. You know, it's not gonna make you any better." And now I just say, "Oh, dude, do it. Oh, it's so much fun. There's five mics a night. You can do all of them." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fucking, uh, yeah, the, the, I, oh, oh, dude, I went, I tried to go do Rogan's mic the other day, and I just watched a guy get fucking, like, choke slammed onto the concrete. All of the door guys are, like, black belts in jiu-jitsu, and he does that yeah. on purpose. Uh, he, like, staffs, like, just Batman. <laughs> They're all yoked. The amount of dudes there that have cauliflower ear is, like, dude, this is... There's, like, eight of them. There's, like, eight guys that aren't, like, the comedian door guy staff, but are, like, the security yes, door guy yes, staff. Yes, 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 yes. That yeah. have, like, cauliflower ear so intensely where I'm, like, yeah, dude, I would never. You, you, I would just give you my wallet, dude. <laughs> well, fucking, I appreciate you swinging by, dude, um, and hanging out with us uh, doing the fucking show. What Do you have anything coming up show-wise that you're doing? Yeah, I'm doing the Creek and Cave tonight at the 10 p.m. I'm doing um, live at Fallout on Friday. I'm doing cocktails on the 28th. I'm recording a mini special on the 7th yeah, for plug Arrogant that shit. Comedy. Plug that there shit. it is. January 7th, two shows at East Austin Comedy Club. An, uh, an 8 p.m. and a 10 p.m. I'm recording a fucking 20-minute 
videotape. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. American comedy productions. Hell yeah. Let's do a let's do another mic again and maybe we can you can smoke some heroin. Special. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't done heroin in almost ten years, baby. Let's go, brother. That's awesome. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, go check. Heroin makes you good. Go check. Oh, before before we go, somebody on Twitter messaged me who had bought a shirt. Uh, happy fiftieth birthday to Jack's dad. Uh and if you didn't want to hear about that, well, too bad, because now you've heard about it. Happy birthday, Jack's dad. Happy birthday, Jack's dad. Happy birthday, and they, Jack's dad. Go, thank you, JT, thank you, for coming on. Thank good you, to, Good to catch up. Thank you, brother. Um, you guys have a safe, fun day. Yes, oh, sir, you too. Do we stop it at the same time, too? Yeah, no, you don't have to. You can just stop it. One, two, three. Stop. <laughs>